Trump rallied the left, not intentionally. His hatred of the left forced them to rally. Their constant beatings, their constant grifts and stuff were exposed when Trump first started running. I mean, he called him, took a mat on that. I'll appreciate that about him. But what he also did was united the left in such a way that we'd never seen before. Like I said, I don't think that Joe Biden, people voted Joe Biden because they liked Joe Biden. I think a lot of the left was so afraid from the rhetoric and propaganda that was nonstop spewed from the likes of CNN and the rest of them that basically Donald Trump was the Antichrist. He was going to be the next Adolf 2.0 to put him in concentration camps and whatnot. So the left rallied and the left came out in mass to vote. And that's what the right needs to do. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, and we got a lot of stuff to get to today, folks. We got an actually a really, really, really big show lined up for you here. Real big show today. Got my uh, beautiful guest partner across the uh, aisle for me, the beautiful heterosexual bearded Josh. Uh, and he's Jewish. Did I mention he's Jewish? He's very Jewish. He's not Jewish. Um, but even if he was, it'd be okay. Wouldn't judge you. I mean, ask for some money, but that's about it. That, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Happy Thursday, folks. Uh, in case you missed it, last night was the debates. Um, man, so we got a special guest calling in today at 12.15, roughly Dominic Izzo and Common Sense. Ashley, I believe they're calling in from their show to discuss what they saw in the debates. From show of hands, if you're driving, don't participate in this. Who actually watched the debate? If your answer is, I didn't, you are wrong. Okay. I don't care. I'm going to say some things today that are going to piss you off, but that's my job. Not really my job. You don't pay me to do it, but in a way you kind of do. You're listening. So here's the deal. If you don't watch the debates and you're not watching what's going on, regardless if you hate, uh, here's the deal. I'm going to be watching the liberal debates if they have them. I will be watching. I'm, I'm sorry, but you should be watching what's going on. I know you might not care. I know it might aggravate you, might rub you the wrong way. I get that. Maybe Trump's not there and you want to vote for Trump, so you don't want to watch. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. This concerns our country. So I continuously see, it's like, well, I'm not going to watch it because nobody won. I'm not saying there was a winner. Look, I, I see this in the spaces all the time. And by the way, I love Twitter spaces. Twitter space is becoming my new routine now in the mornings where I wake up, someone's got a space going on, and there's a lot of intelligent discussion and conversation, um, whether it be MAGA, whether it be uh, DeSantis, it doesn't matter. I, I walk in sometimes to some really, really interesting conversations with some different perspectives. So I, I would encourage people to get on Twitter and look at this stuff. It's doing a lot of good out there for at least waking the people up and making them politically aware of the lies and the propaganda versus the truth. It's a good thing to see. But... The commonality I saw across the Twitter sphere this morning was who won the debates. Now, I'm not going to lie. I posted it on my Instagram. Why? It's engagement. It's going to get me engagement. It's going to get people seeing what's going on, interacting with the page, helps me grow a little bit. But here's the deal. Who won the debates? I don't know. And I don't care because it's subjective. Everyone is going to say their guy took it. DeSantis' team is going to say he took it. Trump's team is going to say they took it. You know, the, the small fringe minority of microscopic people that are voting are going to say Chris Christie took it. Um, you know, Vivek's team is like, ah, oh, Vivek crushed it. 
Everyone, it's a, it's a subjective opinion. So when somebody launches that question at you, as far as like, you know, who won the debates, dude, it doesn't matter. It's a matter of how many minds got changed to which side. That's all that really matters. So with that being said, I want to give a massive thank you to everybody that tuned. We had like almost You're welcome. Nine, yeah. we had almost 900 people watching us on Rumble last night. Big thank you to them. Um, starting to compete with some of the more smaller conservative channels out there. But that says a lot for us, folks, that being that we are independent, we don't get paid to do this. We don't have Rumble uh, having our back on a lot of things. And we're grateful for our viewers and stuff. I'm untangling my headset because I'm just kind of an idiot right now. But again, I'm grateful to our viewers. You guys come out there, you show up, you share the streams, you get in, you get a, you get involved, you get engaged, you answer the questions. Uh, it's it's just a really good time. So we had a massive turnout last night. So thank you to that. Um, okay, hold on. I'm gonna untangle this. This is bugging the crap out of me. I don't have OCD, but it's kind of like selective OCD. Here we go. Almost done. That's what I get for being disorganized. But it was a great time. Um, now overall, what I think of the debates? I thought they were good. I thought they were good. Really? I think it's getting more. Think so? I think there are parts of it that we do need to dissect. Uh, and we're going to get to a lot of it today. We're going to talk about Fox, how I want Fox to host more debates. And I'm going to really? tell, tell you why. I'm going to tell. Fuck it. We'll start with that. Last night, these moderators were such clowns. They were such jokes. Now, a lot, many of you, maybe not, maybe you didn't pick up on some things. They asked a lot of leftist based questions, insurance, LGBT, pandering to minorities, gun Did control, you, gun control. Did you not see how they're in? I, I listened to one space this morning. I forget his name. He's a local dude. Um, and he came on, he talked about this and I had addressed it and he said, I agree with you, but his, his, um, his, his verbiage was great. He said the Overton window is shifting left. He said now the phrases and the questions they're asking and positioning before these politicians are automatically in the leftist side of the house, hence uh, insurance. So what are you going to do as a government official about those who don't, who don't have insurance? The answer should be nothing. It's not the government's role. Right. But instead, they phrase that if you don't come back with the answer they want that's leftist in its foundation, then you're automatically not the politician we want. Folks, these moderators are so dangerous. They are so dangerous. They ask such baited questions. But at the same time, why do you think Fox is doing this? Fox just took a massive hit when they lost the uh, the lawsuit to Dominion Software. They had to let go. T I guarantee in that lawsuit, one of the conditions was you got to fire Tucker. I guarantee that's why. Why? Because Tucker was their biggest ratings maker. He was crushing Hannity. And Hannity is a Trump ass kisser. Now, Trump basically got that whole fiasco going. Fox took a massive fiscal blow. Fox is watching CNN. Their goal is how do we beat CNN? How do we stay atop of those guys? Because as long as we're above them, we're not completely lost. So what you're seeing with our moderators and the questioning and how they're questioning, they are walking a very, very fine line. They are trying to play both sides at this point. Now, the reason Fox is so dangerous right now is that basically people look at Fox News as the conservative voice. It's not. Fox News has not been a conservative voice for a very, 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 very long time. So the thing that I love, though, were the reactions. People are waking up. They're seeing what Fox is doing. They're not stupid. People are not as dumb as you think they are sometimes. I mean, unless they're liberals, in which case, nine times out of ten, yes, they're fucking retarded. That's absolutely true. But most conservatives and independents see what's going on with Fox News. I encourage them to double down on this because Fox needs to basically be bud lighted. Fox sold out so long ago, so long ago, 
So the more they do this, the more eyes are waking up to going, what the fuck is going on with Fox? What the hell are these people talking about? You've got a Spanish-speaking woman up there. They're like, what are you going to do to make sure that the, you're going to pander to the minority? But I don't give a fuck what your race is. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You are a citizen of the United States of America. You think you should get special treatment because of the color of their skin? Isn't that some way in a, in a form racist? Yes, absolutely it is. So I'm sorry, but any politician that you launch a question at them that basically the answer should be in some form or shape, shape, way or form to pander in order to attain a vote is just ridiculous in its founding. I, I think it's a stupid question. Get her off the stage. You want to push that minority bullshit? Go to the left. That's a leftist tactic. I did like how a lot of people responded to it. In fact, no one's going to respond to it the way I would because, honestly, I think that's the best way to do it, but you're going to piss a lot of people off. But that's how it should be. Stop pandering to the gays and the minorities. You're citizens. Shut the hell up and act like it. You're Americans. Shut the hell up and act like it. Stop this pandering nonsense. So I did like that about Fox. I love the fact that they are just playing their hand and exposing themselves left and right, and people are in mass. The old boomer voters are starting to see this now. Even they're starting to wake up to the fact, that, oh, wait a minute, they're asking some uh, communist-like questions. Hold on a second. And why the fuck do we have a British motherfucker up there moderating an American political debate? Absolutely. Get the fuck out. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. He could be an American citizen for all I know. I don't care. Nation of immigrants is what we are. But what she pulled, that was bullshit. That was bullshit. Pandering. Pandering in a very subtle form. I thought it was a little insulting how she insinuated that it was U.S. citizens who were <clears throat> bringing fentanyl yeah. across the border. Bro, I'm like... I I'm telling like you, it. the fact, so the next debate is, I think it's in November 8th or 9th, and it's hosted by, I want to say, NBC. So here's the other thing. People were talking about the lining, the line of questions they were asking them um, that sounded like leftist questions. Good. Good. I want those questions. The Megyn Kelly Trump, can a man be a woman? I want those questions. Regardless if you like the person's answer or not, those questions should be the ones being asked. Where do you stand on cultural Marxism and the idea of transing and indoctrinating the children? I want those questions because I want to know where these candidates stand. To include Ron DeSantis, who, by the way, still don't know where he stands on Ukraine. I do not like that. Yeah, I, I do not like a that. really good answer to the insurance question yeah. when uh, they said that the, he, the, the state of Florida has 2 million people who are uninsured. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, they had a massive influx of people that just moved in there. So he it stands a for a reason yeah. that, yeah. you know, they would have more people. Mm -hmm. you know. I said on the stream last night. We but have but seen, again, it, it, it's not the government's job no. to make sure that everybody has insurance. Exactly. I 100% agree. So, so I think he had a, that's where the libertarian principles start yeah. to kind of seep back in. And nobody wants to like kind of like hammer on them. But I feel like a lot of conservatives, if you're if you're listening to this and you come from the Rush Limbaugh generation, conservatism is conservatism is conservatism, which at its root core basically means small federal government. Now, for some reason, that idea is more libertarianish versus conservative, which is very concerning to me. Conservatives for a long time stood on the principles of shrinking the federal government. For some reason, it got reversed. I don't know why. I'm not old enough. I didn't pay attention enough in my 20s, but now this is where we're at. That's, that's where we stand currently. Now, the line of questioning they asked, like the insurance, like I said, they're shifting the Overton window. That shouldn't even have been a question. It's not the government's job. No, it isn't. That was like the UFO question last time. I was like, are you kidding me? Well, you are, you're wasting time with this. I mean, because they brought up the Obamacare. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, John McCain. Yeah. Sell out shill piece of shit. So, I yeah. mean, they're and trying Obamacare, to like square why that do we still, Why do we still have Obamacare? I'm yeah. curious about this. I mean, they, 
they brought it to the floor to vote to mm-hmm. get rid of it. And what happens? And John, John McCain, McCain rolls the out of his, the casket. Yeah, rolls out of his yeah. deathbed, goes in there, gives <laughs> oh. the thumbs down, and then goes off and yeah. then dies. Yeah. This dude just, yeah, he screwed us royally. So when Meghan McCain wants to weigh in on anything in regards to her father, it's like, shut oh, the hell up. Your father bitch. was a sellout. He was a sellout. Um, I guess the streams are kind of screwed up again. Folks, we're over on YouTube. Uh, is Rumble? Is Rumble? I, dude, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's something to do with this computer. Huh? It's freezing it intermittently. Also, Rumble last night, they were hosting the debates, and their, their stuff kept freezing. Like, come yeah. on, man. You guys want to be taken seriously. These are mistakes that should not be getting made now. Like they should not be made right now. This is I just I didn't think it was that great of a debate because everybody was talking at the same time. That's how it's always gonna be. Now the debate I mean, between um we're gonna get to this, uh, DeSantis and Newsom is coming. That'll be more interesting because you'll get to you'll get more time to see the individual politicians' policy stances and stuff like that. But that's all it is. You're right. It's a shouting match. It's it's just it's, a, a, it's not really a debate. It's, it's like I don't know. It's not worthwhile. I'd rather it's just like see, yeah, just go and watch their independent videos instead yeah. of watching them. That's fair. I mean, yeah, that is talking fair. at the same time because that's I, just fucking annoying. <laughs> I agree. I think it's uh, I think it's very interesting, though, because number one, like I said, Fox exposed themselves. The moderators definitely exposed themselves. And then I didn't get the point the woman made when um, DeSantis talked about his service. And then she instantly goes to Nikki Haley's husband. Well, he's serving, too. What does that matter? He's not running for president. Okay. Like, uh, that, that was such a weird... No, don't get me wrong. I'm all for, you know, paying respect to the nation's military. Absolutely. But doesn't mean you pause the debate and then you just give respects to every single person that's ever served. I mean, I've got a cousin's brother, sister's uncle that's in the Navy. Are we giving him a shout out? Oh, he's not running for president. Who fucking cares? Right. Good for him. Thank you for your service, but shut the hell up. Like, I, I don't get this. But this is what we do. This is what they do, I should say. Excuse me. So some of these things were just kind of like, what the hell is going on? Like what? It, it was just so backhanded. Like, are you really doing that? Like, are you really doing that? You know, ever since you did the uh, Vivek car salesman face, mm-hmm. I can't unsee it now. What's the Vivek car salesman face? Oh, the- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude. Like the bottom jaw is just like. Uh- <laughs> That's what he does. It's so yeah, scripted. It is so scripted. But, you know, that's what Vivek and all them do. You know, for him, coming in as a, I don't know, an unknown, mm-hmm. an outsider that's never been a politician, I think I would take the stance that, you know what, on-the-job training, yeah, I could do it. I built these businesses. I've been successful. Uh, I'm doing this because I have zero faith in anybody up here that can get anything done because all politicians do is get up on these stages, make say promises, what they're going to yeah. do, make promises, yeah. and get elected, and then do nothing yeah. but take handouts from other countries. Yep. I fully agree. I thought um, that would be, I think that would be a stronger point to make rather than trying to get up there and then, yeah. you know, try oh, to I agree, yeah. bullshit your way through why you don't have any on the job experience. Like fucking uh, Mike <laughs> Pence was trying to throw out there. Mike Pence. Uh, he you was, know, Mike Pence is, he's part of the problem. He These is. career politicians are part of the problem because they're the ones who have added to the national deficit, which we have to pay. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of the stuff he talked about was kind of like, you're also part of this. You helped create yeah. this. So that's why Pence doesn't have like a lot of room or a lot of ground to stand on when it comes to these types of uh, discussions and things. But he needs to um, get out. He does. He, he needs really to get does. out. Bur- Doug Berman needs to get out. I, I mean, uh, at least five of those people on the okay, stage. Okay, so hold on. Doug Berman was hitting on all cylinders last night. He was actually doing good. When he brought up the subsidies thing. Yeah, when he brought up the subsidies things about the uh, auto worker and Joe Biden's the reason why it's uh, they're striking and yeah. and all that. I thought he did a good job explaining that. I thought he, I thought did. he, did. he really did. Yes. Yeah. But again, he just doesn't, 
I don't know, have the the it. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. I know. I know. He may, may be a great governor, and you know, he probably would be a good. It person. is sad. It sucks because he, he, like I said, of all the people up there between him and DeSantis and Vivek. Vivek does say a lot of things I agree with, but I know Vivek says things to basically, he's a flip-flop. This guy's like a fish out of water. He will flip-flop. For example, just, just to go off on Vivek Ramaswampy, this guy is just hilarious. Now, I believe that we should ban, you know, that I, I, I met this, this couple. I cannot stand when they do anecdotal examples because here's the deal. We all know you're going to forget who these people are as soon as you use them. I well, I met Rhonda and John, you know, Jaropolo in Louisiana and their son or daughter had purchased some fentanyl off of Snapchat and it killed them. So we should ban Snapchat. Fucking what? What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Anytime you see, and this is the part that libertarians, I just don't get you. I just don't understand you. So many libertarians are out there simping for Rhonda Swampy. They're not Rhonda Swampy, uh, Vivek Ramaswampy, whatever. Fucking Vivek Ramaswampy, who comes out there and he's just like, we want to ban Snapchat because of it's an addictive social media app and platform. Therefore, your kids shouldn't have access to it. Ergo, is him basically, you know, positioning the federal government to be the nanny state that it's already turned into from parents that buy into bullshit like this, uh, uh, hence Patriot Act. Right, we're, get, we're doing this for your freedom. We're going to make sure we don't have any terrorists on the, the YouTubes and stuff. We're going to spy on your phones. That's right, Burke. I see your midget porn. <laughs> That's what they do. Pathway to hell and everything, right? So Vivek is no different. We're going to get more of the same. We're going to get a Patriot Act 3.0 from him. Come on. But the biggest, most ironic thing, hypocritical thing about this nerd, you say that you want to ban Snapchat because it's addictive to 16-year-olds, which, again, it is not the government's role or position to be the nanny state, but then you turn around and you do a TikTok on a CCP-owned app with Jake Paul, and yet you've got no issue doing that. And when he was called to the mat on this, you know what his response was? Well, uh, one of these candidates up here knows how to reach the youth. <laughs> Fucking used car salesman. It's like you trying to justify your hypocrisy. By saying, well, I'm doing what it takes to win. Who then also c confesses to the fact he does have be business dealings with China. And then he turns, but you know, as soon as I found it, I stopped it. Stop, bro. Stop. Stop playing these games. The only reason you stopped is because China got put in the crosshairs and the political narratives out there. So you realize you better cover your tracks and say, oh, well, you know, I, I don't know why the WEF put me on there, but I'm suing them. So why did the WF, WEF put you on their, their, their website? I'm very curious. I am very curious. They don't just pick random people and say, this guy looks like he belongs here. There's got to be ties there. Don't fucking shit down my neck and tell me it's raining. I'm not stupid. This is what blows my mind about this stuff. And then what do people do? Just north and south. And the, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. We should ban it. <laughs> and little by little, little by little, your rights are stripped away one at a time, one at a time. Oh, guess what else is addictive? Guns. We need to go after guns. There's too much gun violence in America. Just like that one bitch last night. Oh, America is the only place that has the gun crime violence. Oh, then let's talk about the knife attacks in England. Let's talk about the asset attacks. Where You're telling me that Australia doesn't have gun violence? Yes, the fuck they do. Their press doesn't report it. Go look up the statistics i challenge you that's why i'm so tired of these moderators that are not educated on the topics up there asking future people to lead our country the stupidest questions because you do literally no research you're doing talking points from the leftist agenda and it's so annoying that almost wasn't a gop debate last night that was like gop people in name only debating leftist ideologies it was stupid but 
there were some golden moments in that debate, and I loved it. I loved it. And who am I talking about? Chris Christie. I don't care what you think about Chris Christie. Was, I'm not voting so for him. Bad. I'm not sad. That was not bad. Here's the clip, oh, folks. We're going to play the clip for you. Chris Christie, um, and I called it. I called the positioning on this. Chris Christie is running interference for Ron DeSantis, and basically he's trying to torpedo Donald Trump. He is there to attack Trump. Now, listen to what Chris Christie has to say about this during the debates, because I'm telling you right now, he went about it the right way. What I mean by that, hold on. There we go. Uh, he went about it the right way by basically going after Trump's ego. Listen to what he says here when he's asked about, um, well, this is also, this tail ends from one of the stupid questions, like, who gets voted off the island? This is a presidential debate. This is a presidential debate. And you're pulling this shtick? Who, like, No. No, the, why are we taking this and we're treating this like a clown show? Who, who gets voted off the island, right? Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. It's just so stupid at this point. But the thing that aggravated me, though, is that they posed this question. And then as soon as like DeSantis, he, DeSantis did good on that when he basically said, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not going to participate in this. This is uh, this is childish. Everybody here has a right to debate. Very good position to take. Very good position to take. He earned a lot of points on that one from, I think, a lot of people out there. But Chris Christie grabbed the marker to write a name, and the moderator called it on him, called him on it. And before he even answered, I knew what his answer was going to be. He wrote Trump. I know he wrote Trump because that's all Chris Christie's MO. No, but I'll certainly tell you. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think I've been the only one on this stage who's been clear about this. I vote Donald Trump off the island right now. And the reason I vote him off the island. You will and there were, and, but, any of the, no, of the people no, on the stage. You know what? Every person on this stage has shown the respect for Republican voters to come here, to express their views honestly, candidly, and directly, and to take your questions honestly. I have respect for every man and woman on this stage because they've done it. Vivek, put your hand down for a second, would you? Um, I, still got, I still got time, dude, so, so chill out. Um, here, look, this guy has not only divided our party, he's divided families all over this country. He's divided friends all over this country. I've spoken to people, and I know everyone else has, who have sat at Thanksgiving dinner or at a birthday party and can't have a conversation right. anymore if Donna? they disagree with Donald Trump. Donna? He needs and to be voted off the island, and he needs to be taken out debate. of this process. Christie goes in there. And he's basically just hammering Donald Trump. You know, he's just, he's basically, oh, they did here. Okay, good. So he's basically just going after Trump here, you know, and this is Christie's, like I said, this is his, this is his objective. He's not running for president. He's not running. He's trying to, again, trying to torpedo Trump to get DeSantis into office. Um, and then it was interesting seeing him basically just call out Trump like that. He's like, I know you're watching. He's like, and you're a coward right now. And I'm like, dude. Do you think Trump was watching? Absolutely. Ab absolutely Trump's watching. By the way, DeSantis offered Trump a one-on-one -on -one debate, and he said no. What, what Why point? not? Uh, Why not? I mean, from a strategic point, uh, I don't think it would benefit Trump because he's so far ahead in all these Watch polls. because the tides are going to turn on this one. Because if you look and you watch last so. night, hold on, you watch last night's debate, what were they all unified in? Attacking Donald Trump, except Vivek Ramaswamy, in the fact that Trump was not present at the debates. They are going and ganging up on him. 
Trump will eventually <laughs> yeah, cave. They're, He's they're, eventually going to cave. I don't think so. I think he will, because essentially this is going to be something that if they continue to hammer and they're going to hold it over Trump's head and they're going to you're going to spit it. And I agree with Chris Christie. You owe it to the American voters to stand up here and be accountable and answer for what you did while you were president. And if you freeze, you refuse to do that. Why the hell should I vote for you again? You're a coward. So the fact that Chris Christie called into the mat on that and the way he did it was very effective. I think if they continue to stay I, united on I, this I one and keep hammering Trump on this one, Trump is eventually going to have to give it an ear because Trump is one of those people. If you call him a coward, he will respond. I really feel Trump's ego is going to pull him into this. And basically just called him a fat pig or something like he that. He did, but Christie retweeted him and said, bro, come face me one-on-one -on -one in a debate because you can't, you're a coward. Like that's what, that's the angle they're going to take on Trump on this one. I think that's a smart way to go about it because ultimately I want to see Trump debate. I want to see if 2015 Everybody Trump. Does. And so he needs to do it. Go by the will of the people. He's yeah, not the incumbent. Everybody wants to see the guy debate. I mean, he dominates on the date, debate stage. Not on this one, he won't. That's that. Why do you think Trump is running? He is ducking because he knows DeSantis Christie are going to hold his ass to the mat. That was like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What? Donald Duck. Donald Ducking. Oh, I don't care about that. Well, I mean, why? Like, Trump Jesus. calls people's names, but now it's time for... It, the thing I like about why it's he did that... Everybody's trying to be Trump instead of trying true, to be or themselves. Or they're using that the same tactics a, against him. He's just a... They're all scumbag politicians. That's just all they are. I, I just I, I don't see it. Donald Trump. I don't think, I think, it, they're I don't all think like it calls them out of the bullpen and be like, all right, let me show these guys what I got now. I think that you are indebted to the American people that vote for you and you want to claim to stand on their behalf. Then you should be on that debate stage and you should be answering questions. I'm sorry. The fact that you were elected once before is not a shoe in for a second election. In fact, you lost a second election. So you should stand up there and be accountable to the American uh, people. I mean, how you destroy the economy that you created, it. put people out of work, empowered Fauci, did every leftist thing that you could possibly fucking do. And yet he still feels entitled like he should get my vote because he's what a conservative. He is not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. And the fact that he keeps running from these debates proves the fact I will never vote for that guy. He's a fucking coward. He is not the 2015 Donald Trump. He's not in there representing the needs of the people. He's representing Donald Trump. And that's it. And the MAGA grift and all those people that are loyal to him. My God, he endorses the likes of Lindsey fucking Graham, Rhino Extraordinaire, McCarthy, Romney, the same people that we sit here and we claim to hate, he's friends with. Now, last I checked, the MAGA movement was all about controlled opposition. This guy is exactly that. This guy is exactly that. And it gets proven because he refused to stand up and be a, and he still, he still will not say or admit in any way, straight or fashion that he was wrong in his COVID procedures. All he does is attack DeSantis. And I posted a nice little thing on Instagram yesterday. And you can scroll through it. Every time Donald Trump praised Ron DeSantis during the lockdowns. And then suddenly Ron DeSantis enters the ring and now he's a horrible governor. Horrible. As a matter of fact, I'll play you some. Let's play some of these clips here. Good old Donnie boy. Because he's so fucking honest, right? He's so fucking honest. Oh, and by the way, the tweet was from um, 4-13-20 from Donald Trump. He said, the purpose of creating conflict and confusion. This is in regards to who enforced the lockdowns. Trump was like, uh, the governors made up their meds and decisions. Is that Dominic? It's probably Dominic. We got Dominic calling in. We'll come back to this. I'm on one today. I'm on one today. The call will start at the beep. Yellow. Yeah, you know the reference I was going to make earlier? What would that was, be? Instead of Crosstown Classic, I was going to say, uh, let's do a, a Cheers and Gary's Old Town Tavern. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. worried you were going to call me a fucking boomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact that he even got John that Burke. reference. <laughs> Dominic Izzo, I believe Ashley's That's there too, That's right? Do what? No, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley's, uh, she's, uh, she's. Doing a, doing a car in San Diego, so she's in around. But uh, Eric Butler sitting in with us today. Oh, nice, nice. Welcome What's to the show. Up? Glad to have yeah. you guys here. So, what do we think about last night? The debate. Yeah, man, good to be here. I appreciate you guys. So Absolutely. I watched. Uh, so we got John Burke, All American Savage Show. 
Uh, I watched his live streaming of the debate last night, and I turned it off. Uh, now, here's a couple of different things. The, the part of the, I turned it off the second that Christie went to Donald Duck shit. I went, I'm tired of this stuff. Mm. I will say, well, the best people do need to watch John's stuff. And this, you asked why I wasn't doing the debate last night. I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because when I watch your shit, it fills in the gaps of the stuff I don't know. And I'm not sucking you off either. Um, when I watch I'm the not shit, that you, you, you want to suck me off. Oh, fuck. Give me one of those gummies <laughs> first. Um, Shellshockcbd.com. Anyways, so yeah, you were talking about how Vivek got uh, attacked because he went after him in the first debate. And then you're, you, you, all the things that you were saying and lining up, I was like, shit, I didn't see this angle before. I didn't see this angle before. And I think that's what responsible non-Trump dick riders need to do is they need to watch content that yours that is a, that is more unbiased that you'll call bullshit out yeah. and uh, you'll get educated in the process. So for 20 minutes I got educated and then I said, fuck this, I'm done. I think it was, uh, there was a lot of things like we talked about what I called in the first round, Vivek Ramaswamy case in point. Again, he came out there swinging his dick at everybody. He thought he was going to take down the establishment. He thought that because he's the new guy on the block, he's got Trump's secret endorsement, yada, yada, yada. He basically accuses everybody of being bought and paid for. That was in the first debate. And I said, watch to see what he does in the second debate. And in the first debate, towards the latter half of it, they dogpiled his ass. The second debate, what did they do? They dogpiled his ass. Vivek is done. Vivek has basically made enemies out of them all. What you should be doing when you're standing on that stage is pinpoint sniper precision on policies that you disagree with. There is no point in attacking an entire group of people and making enemies of them all. That's politics 101. And Vivek did not do that. So what happened last night? Nikki Haley wiped the floor with his ass. And here's the crazy part. I agree with Vivek on about maybe 80% of his stances, even though he's a flip-flopper. I don't trust that guy. He's big farmer through and through. I'll never vote for him. But he says the right things. That's what politicians do. I can't tell you how many friends I have. Like, Vivek's saying all the right things. That's what politicians do. How do you not know this by now? Fuck, Ray Charles could see this coming from a fucking mile away. But Vivek, <laughs> Vivek, if you look at this guy, he flip-flops so fucking much. Last night was case in point on that, like we were talking about prior, is he talks about banning Snapchat for 16-year-olds and then goes and gets on TikTok that's a CCP-owned app and does a thing with Jake Paul to reach the youth. So if you're really about protecting the youth, why are you pandering? This guy's a flip-flopper. But Vivek got fucking shredded by Nikki Haley and it was hilarious to watch even though I think Nikki is a shrew it was great seeing this dude get fucking wiped so that's what I'm talking about if you don't know the basic politics 101 of debate and stuff like that bro you are not ready to be a world leader I'm sorry then here's the thing I'm not even a politician and I could have fucking told you that I could have told you that I was like don't go out there swinging for the fences and making enemies out of everybody because what they're gonna do you're number one and that's what they did So can I say, um, and maybe this is completely off base, but what happened to Larry Elder? I thought Larry Elder should be like, uh, they. There was, it was only a couple months ago uh, in the first debate, they were saying that he didn't qualify. He was trying to sue or something like, I like Larry Elder. I look, I don't, I don't, I don't know all of his policy points, but mm -hmm. policy points, but he obviously, um, he tried to get rid of Gavin Newsom here in California. Is he just completely out of the, I, I, I thought that might be, I would think he'd be better than Tim Scott if we're going to play the race card. But what? I mean, yeah. do, do you, either of you guys know like what what happened with him? Is he not running? Is was that ever a thing? Did I miss the boat on that? Like he was there, uh, he he was talking about suing. He wanted to be in the debate, and then now we're just not talking about him at all. What happened with him? I I don't know. That's a good question. He was, he was just on Patrick Bed David's show talking about it. Uh, I think he just backed out because. 
Trump has so much support, it didn't yeah. make sense to stay in the race. Mm -hmm. And so he basically conceded the fact that it was, he thinks that Trump is already the nominee. Yeah. So there's no reason for any of these people to get up there and, uh, you know, debate or do whatever. It was something like that. You go check it out his interview on Patrick I feel like McDavid. he said for almost any of this, like, who has the best, I mean, is it still Ron DeSantis? Who has the best chance of being the nominee? It's, it's hard to say, man, because right now MAGA is going to continuously quote the polls. And again, if, if we want to make the polls the guiding gospel as far as who we're going to nominate, yada, 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 then clearly Hillary should have destroyed Trump back in 2015. We've seen the polls shift so much. And again, the polling data is also very inaccurate. It's it's clearly biased and one-sided. Alex Brusowitz, the douchebag extraordinaire MAGA influencer, I had his actual lawyer on the show not so long ago. He was a really nice guy. But even he's a polling expert. And you should go back and listen to that episode. He even talks about it on that show. He's like, polling is just nothing but manipulated so-called data to basically reinforce bias or create new bias out there. And it's true. It's true. Because here's the thing. You don't know who's getting polled. And normally, nine times out of ten, it's like a thousand people. Like, ah, uh, we polled a thousand or 1,500 people out of 350 I've never, million I've never been approached. I've never been approached. Me neither, yeah. yeah uh, the numbers I, are very small when they wind up I've polling. I've been approached a lot. You know, the one thing that it did create, the one thing that that poll that the, the debates are continuing to do is, especially with this, this juvenile shit show exchange of uh, insults is yeah. you're you. I'm not a fan of this MAGA base. I'm not only because it sucks to say they're just as extreme as the left. Yeah. And if I look at the, like this, this is the rebuttal Trump jr. Uh, Donald Trump jr. On his Instagram, he's, he's reposting apparently the pre-show and the pancake application of powder that they put on DeSantis's face. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. We're so petty. You're gonna. You, you. This is how people are gonna vote. Oh, the Sanders could be a great leader, great policy creator, great policy enforcer, all this shit. But oh, because Donald Trump Jr. says he put pancake on his face, I'm not gonna vote. We are fucking dumb. I think and that's, the, la the debate last night. I think it's hilarious out though, of it. that Donald Trump Jr. of all people, one of the biggest daddy's boy nerds out there, wants to get up there and make fun of Ron DeSantis for getting his makeup touched up. Yet Don Jr. continuously goes on television crying about his daddy's elections, yada, yada, yada. And bro, of all people that wants to talk schmack about Ron DeSantis and makeup and stuff, you are basically tagging, you know, Newsom's, Newsom's like sloppy seconds. So I really sit this one out. Like you're the last motherfucker that wants to get up there and flex uh -huh. your balls like you're a somebody. <laughs> you're literally getting a liberal's fucking leftovers so so that just shut the fuck up beta boy like you do not have room to talk at all biggest fucking nerd out there outside of fucking his brother again eric trump is like dude that guy has just got like fucking nerd written you got you got wedgies in school didn't you like you really did but anyway i i shouldn't i shouldn't throw jabs at him because he's actually one of the more likable dudes i don't see him really doing what donald trump jr does but you're right this is what they resort to. You remember how stupid it was when CNN was going after Trump because he was using two hands to drink some water? It's like, oh, he's using two that's hands. What the, that's it's, what MAGA's doing exactly. now. Exactly. So it's yes. like if you're willing to adopt the leftist tactics of attacking your political opponents, that makes you no different than them. So if that's the direction MAGA wants to go, which they are, it's clear on Twitter. Dude, it is insane. And I'm not saying all of the base, but the ones on Twitter, oh, my God. Yeah, and yeah, Trump Jr. is out there leading the way, acting like a fucking moron. Way to be a president's son. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear less less I, from him. He, yeah, he's a moron. Like, I'm sorry. The I'm one thing I will give him kudos on um, is the, when the, Trump went after the second, he actually stood like up for the, it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Eric, Eric, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, um, it does seem, though, like, as bad as they are and, and all the weird, petty stuff, um, the, the, the DeSantis team does it, too. Like, they're all, they're all doing it. It's all, I mean, it's, I guess that's just what politics is, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. clearly the, the issue that we're having. And I will, I, I would like to ask this: um, Is any of this 
and, and people are people don't like me for this, okay? And I'm joking, but kind of off. But maybe this could be serious. Is what like stick with me? Is Kanye West running for president crazier than any of this? Think about like in the realm of possibility, in the realm of empty suit Joe Biden, in the realm of uh, DeSantis or Donald Trump or Nikki Haley or Chris Christie, Donald Duck, whatever. Is any is any of that? more sane than a rapper running for president? I mean, it seems like nothing's off the table at this point. Like, is that completely off base? Like, the realm we're in, the, the truth is stranger than fiction. Is, is that is that insane? I think it's kind of a testament to how wonderful America can be, though. If you think about it, like a moron like Kanye being able to run for president, I mean, it's dangerous, it's scary, but it also, like I said, it's a tribute to the ideas of freedom and stuff here in America. But, yeah, it's it's definitely, um yeah, even the questions they were asking, voting somebody off the island, than Joe UFO. Biden? I mean, Joe Biden, like, then... It, it just seems like that's not worse than what we have with with Joe Biden, and and, um, and I think also, unfortunately, what's happening is the establishment continues to fuel the Trump base, right? Like with this new, uh, uh, oh, the judge of New York shuts down his his business or whatever it is. It's like that type of stuff continues to make people think that you're targeting him, and yeah, the real issues are no longer the topic, right? So now we're talking. We, I mean, since since the man came down the escalator, whatever, seven years ago, however long ago that was, they've been throwing everything at him, which which makes actual issues, actual policy continue to get lower and lower on the realm of things that maybe we should be paying attention to. And last thing, um, and a lot of people are not going to like this. Actually, maybe some people like will like this. I, I just, I don't believe any of it's real anymore. <laughs> like, there's, there's no way. For the second time, yeah. there's no way that the same people, that the Gavin Newsom's, the Nancy Pelosi's, the, the Lori Lightfoot's of the world, the yeah. people that shut down your business and destroyed your life, there's no way that very same group of people is going to say, we've been outvoted this time. Good game. We'll try again next year. It's not going to happen. The, the, the machine is, is, is runaway. So should we even vote? What's the point? Nah, I, would I, I, would voted, say, I, would I voted last I Well, during... <clears throat> Well, so you know, you're you're going to be number three. So during the midterms, it was Matt Couch and Andy Priscilla are going off on this. It's our responsibility to vote because I was like, I'm fucking done with this. Mm. It's our responsibility, bro. It's our, our responsibility to vote because, and and their justification in part made sense because if we can come up with mass numbers to vote, and it and it reflects that there was voter fraud, it gives yeah. us more of a chance to expose it. Yeah, I listened to. Uh, 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 shit. Who was the one who ran for uh, governor of Arizona and lost? I, I listened to Carrie her, Lake. Carrie Lake. I listened to her in a podcast with Patrick with David, and they were grilling her about this and this new 300,000 uh, unaccounted for ballots or whatnot. I don't know. And this is, this is meant for both entertainment purposes and as a middle class American who's frustrated with this shit outside of the literal threat of violence. I don't know if voting really is going to stay, put anything back on the track of keeping any uh, uh, Republican or Democrat ever accountable again. I think I don't one know. triggers a second. I think, like you said, if you have massive, massive voter turnout to the point where it's literally undeniable and it still gets swept under the rug, I think that will be the initiator for kicking off the violent side of the House. I think that's going to be it because outside, what's the other, what's the, what's the other options we have? 
because otherwise we get more of the same. I think if enough people start to turn the tide and show up to the polls and they start voting like their lives depend on it, and then you clearly see there is no way to deny the fact that this was stolen, whatever the case may be, then yes, that is your cure for violence. If the system is clearly being rigged and manipulated by one side, that side should be overthrown 100%. Whether it be the left, center, right, it doesn't matter. But if that's what's occurring, and then, then it's going to kind of like shift the dynamic to what it should be, the people versus the government. Once we can unite on that fact... Then we're going to start seeing some progress because what's really getting done in Congress right now is just left versus right. One side makes an inch progress. One side makes two. One gets an inch taken back. One side gets two inches taken. That's what that's all this is. It's moving the ball back and forth. And ultimately what happens is more laws continue to get put on the book over and over and over again. And it just gets a little aggravating over time. So, yeah. I have to wonder because the one thing I don't want is I was talking to uh, uh, Scott Sieberts on our show yesterday is really, let's just say for argument's sake, it goes that route. Who's going to be in, you know, air quotes control? Is yeah. that going to be the, the Trump and the MAGA Republicans? Now, the standard is for anybody who opposes Emperor Trump with a policy idea they don't like, we got to hang him in the, in the uh, White House front lawn to show we're not going. This is 1776 all over again. Yeah. So as much as, yeah, do I want, do I, oh, I'd love to wind up solving this problem, but you got to be careful who you're going to put in power to continue it. Yeah. So well, I definitely agree. I, I would say here, and this is what I've said for a long time, um, Okay, maybe not a long time, for the past year or so, um, that if Gavin Newsom, if Gavin Newsom gets anywhere close to the presidency, it's hot kinetic conflict. I mean, there's just no, like, this yeah. man is absolutely insane. There's that clip floating around of him just uh, just from yesterday or last night or whatever it is when he's say they asked him about the, the transformer issue and he says, yeah. well, it, it, that only affects 1% of the population, but. We need, but, but climate change affects yeah. 100%. It's like, dude, this, bro, this man, and, and here's what's bad. Last thing on this point is that when I'm traveling around, or when I'm, you know, in Florida, Texas, and, and I feel like most people can see through it, but being in California just for, for only a couple of days now, like back in, I was born and raised here, but after being back here for a couple of days, they're, they are so deep in. It makes sense as to why they still trust Gavin Newsom and yeah. why and the media I mean obviously look it's no surprise everybody knows that the media is lying cheating hacks whatever but the way that the local media in the San Francisco Bay Area they talk as though there is just they will literally yeah. say things like oh insurance rates are going up because of climate change and they, they don't even <laughs> they believe it, it, yeah. it doesn't even enter into the realm that somebody doesn't believe climate like it's through the roof yeah it's I mean, my mind is blown. And it wasn't like this in 2016 when I left. Well, that's the age of Trump. Trump basically, Trump, Trump, Trump brought about a different, so Trump rallied the left, not intentionally. His hatred of the left forced them to rally. Their constant beatings, their constant grifts and stuff were exposed when Trump first started running. I mean, he called him, took it the mat on that. I'll appreciate that about him. But what he also did was united the left in such a way that we'd never seen before. Like I said, I don't think that Joe Biden, people voted Joe Biden because they like Joe Biden. I think a lot of the left was so afraid from the rhetoric and propaganda that was nonstop spewed from the likes of CNN and the rest of them that basically Donald Trump was the Antichrist. He was going to be the next Adolf 2.0 to put him in concentration camps and whatnot. So the left rallied and the left came out in mass to vote. And that's what the right needs to do, because I really feel that the overwhelming numbers will reflect that in the polling data or excuse me, in the voting data. But again, we can't give up. We can't lose steam. Look, you want to vote Trump, vote Trump. I don't care. 
But the biggest thing I think is like, don't just stop voting and saying, you know, it's, it's rigged. You know, we shouldn't, no, we, we still got to keep going. Like we cannot give up on this. Gentlemen, I want to say thank you for tuning in today. We got to take some calls that are listening in. You got anything, final words? Yeah, before you do that, what do you got going on with Shell Shock? Any specials this month or anything going on? Uh, what do we have going on? Still doing the uh, 20% off. 20% off code debate gets you 20% off. Yeah, we had that special going last night. Um, yeah, and website-wise, yeah. That's yeah, it. shellshockdbd.com. This stuff is fucking phenomenal. If you don't take it, you're a fucking dick-riding uh, communist Biden sucker. I'm gonna. We, we should make that, that on a T-shirt. That should, that's getting on a T-shirt. Now. That's an ad. There that's you an go. Right there. ShellshockDBD.com. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on the show today. You can catch Dominic Izzo. He streams Appreciate on Rumble. Uh, Rants of Izzo. Go check him out on Instagram. Where can they find you at specifically? Around, uh, oh, never mind. We lost him. Okay. Well. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Dominic. Nah. Big thank you to Dominic calling in. He's always one to give his opinion. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck if he offends you. He will tell you his version of the truth. We don't agree on everything, but I do respect the man and his opinions. All right, we're going to take some of your calls as we press on. The number is 214-817-1689. Man, we're sounding more and more like a professional show without all the fucks and cunts. But still, that's what makes us so great. It makes it so wonderful. Not your daddy's podcast. Not your boomer daddy's podcast. Not your not your conservative daddy's podcast that's what we should call it should we rename the show to that not your conservative daddy's podcast got a call let's do it let's take a call maybe it's nasim let's start at the beep nasim hello hello yellow hey how's it going john josh how you guys doing what's going on brother nothing much um so i watched the debate uh, like many people do and like you said I think it's important to watch it, even though it's a complete shit show. Yeah. Uh, not just for us as Americans, but also mainly for our kids and our kids' future. Because uh, I think that's more or less on the line than anything else. Yeah. Um, but overall, uh, I think that it went um, completely sideways in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one question I really wanted them to ask was uh, about the lockdowns. Because I yes. think that, actually, I don't think I don't think it's, it's going to be when they try this again. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really wanted to see uh, asked, um, especially from Ron DeSantis, but also just any of them. Mm. Uh, because, I, uh, like you said, I think it's important because, you know, what's stopping them from doing this again? You yeah. know what I mean? I agree. So, especially with the, the hype of COVID and everything else that they're saying now. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you think on that? Like, what do you do you think that a question should have been asked last night? I think the reason they're not going to specifically ask that question is Trump isn't there on the stage to debate that. That's definitely a a question that heavily revolves around Donald Trump and his administration because people are going to base their answers off of how he performed and they're going to take it down to individual levels, their states. Nikki Haley didn't Ron they ask DeSantis. that in the first debate? They did. They didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. There was some bickering back and forth. But you're not the first person I've heard ask that, saying I would uh, I would expect them to ask more lockdown questions. I really feel unless Trump's on that stage, that's not going to be something that a lot of people are going to want to debate or talk about because I feel like, you know, Ron DeSantis, you know where he's going to stand on that one. I mean, it could be a question as far as like if there were another series of lockdowns suggested by the CDC, would you advise or would you abide by that? And I think that'd be a fair question. And that's, that's what that, right. And that's where I was going to go with that is that like even if say the question isn't even asked, like say if it doesn't even matter, mm-hmm. like do you think the American people in general, regardless of the question was asked or not, whether or not it would be like, no, fuck you, we're yeah. us private businesses and us individuals are going to do what we think is best for ourselves. Do you mm-hmm. think that's the route they would still take even, even without the question being asked and brought to the forefront? Bro, I, I can't tell. I don't know. 
I really don't know. That's why I think the question is definitely important to ask. It is. Yeah. I think the question is definitely, would you lock down again if the CDC recommended it? And I have a feeling Nikki Haley would probably say yes. Um, I think the Sanders would probably yeah, simply say more along the lines of, I want to see the evidence and the science first before we make that decision, which I think would be the best call to make. But ultimately, your answer should be no. It's up to the people. Yeah. Um, so that's right. one of those things you kind of have to ride the fence just a little bit, just a little bit. And I'm not saying that from my own personal perspective. That's just how politicians are going to be. Me would be like, no, it's fucking open. It's all staying open, motherfucker. You just right. get catch it and deal with the shit. But uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not a good campaign. You no, know, 100 percent. But um, yeah, 100%. I, think, I think it's a fair question. It should be. And, you know, maybe in the in the um, the Ron DeSantis Newsom debate that I really feel like that's going to be a, uh, a significant question that is going to be asked, because when you look at California versus Florida, I think honestly, Newsom, too, yeah. Newsom is going to be a good personality. People are going to like him. He's a slimy politician. He's a fucking, he's a liberal. That's what they do. And people are going to be impressed mm-hmm. with Ron DeSantis' actual track record. Cause we do a comparative side-by-side of Florida versus California. California is going to lose. You're going to lose hard. So oh, that's 100%. why it's going to be very like what we, I told it last night in the stream. Like I said, if you try and back DeSantis into a corner when it comes to Floridian statistics regarding COVID lockdowns, economy, unemployment, schools, CRT, you're going to lose. You will lose that fight. So in the, the yeah, upcoming battle, the back it up. yes, the upcoming battle of the Newsom versus DeSantis. It's not going to be a win or lose. It's going to be the, the other side thinks they won. It will be the left think they won, the right thinks they won. They will unite. But I will be interested to see what MAGA says because if MAGA goes out and they support Newsom because they don't like DeSantis, that says a lot about MAGA. That says a lot about loyalty. Oh, it does. Because this goes beyond Trump. Now this yeah. is left versus right. This ain't right versus right. I want to see what MAGA does when Newsom debates DeSantis and which side they stand on because I will tell you this right now. Carrie Lake already tweeted out an interview with Newsom yesterday saying, who won the debate? He's like, ultimately Trump. I don't know why these other guys are doing this. Trump's going to win. And Carrie Lake retweets this. I'm sorry, Carrie, but you need to understand something. That is the enemy. That right there is the face of the DNC of 2024. What the hell are you doing? Why would you ever sit there inside with somebody like that just because he likes your guy? And this is what I'm saying. This is a direct reflection of Donald Trump. If you kiss the ring, you'll be welcomed into Mar-a-Lago. Regardless if you're left, center, right, right, it doesn't matter. But what he's done is he's surrounded himself with snakes, and those snakes turn around and bite him, and then he cries victim. And that's all he does. So it's kind of like, no, I'm it's tired a, of this. It's a, it, right. It's unfortunate, you know, for all for everybody, honestly, because I'm with you on that. And, and I, I do see Josh's side as far as, you know. Josh is stupid. Uh, Don't take a side. Because Trump, Trump, <laughs> Trump, Trump overall, did, there's a lot of things he did good. You know what I mean? You know, trying to even drink drain the swamp with the VA because I'm also a veteran too. So I deal with the VA side of that thing. Right. And I know how over the last four or five, six years, things were starting to slowly, slowly turn around, you know, with him firing some of the you know, upper echelon on that. Yeah. Um, but overall, dude, Trump should have been there, man. And I, and I hate to say that, bro. I do. I hate to say that because I know people who are, you know, pro Trump 100%. And they're like, well, what's the point? Like, he's up forty percent, right? Mm-hmm. There's no point in him. They're like, dude, that doesn't. That, that, what do the American people want? The American people as a whole want to trust. Like, they want to see Trump in there, in there. I, I don't care if he's up forty percent. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, he's supposed to be the voice of the people, right? He's supposed to be the voice of the people and take those hits. And you're Josh going for president. His like, finger. Uh, he's got this, something to say. <laughs> go ahead, Josh. No, no, it's it's good, dude. It's good. Go ahead, man. I, I'd love to hear it. I, I don't, Trump's whole mantra is. I'm a winner. I win. 
That's it, right? So what would a winner do right. in this situation? Would he put himself in danger to go out in front of a deb- all of America, all of the world, and possibly have a bad debate performance, right? Why would he have a bad debate performance, though, if, he, if you have 100% uh, – if you I, know I mean, 100% you just, he's You don't know win. what's going to happen. Like if when two UFC fighters go into a ring – you just don't know what happens. Trump's right? playing the game. He's playing right. a political game. Right. Yeah, he's, he's playing a political he's game. to win. I yeah, respect that's that. It. But at the same time, I agree with our caller, though. It's like you owe the American people an explanation because that's what the me, American people. What do the American well, people want? Dude, dude, he, dude he, 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 the American people deserve, I mean, deserve, like you said, John, like I said, I'm not trying to pick sides. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying what I firmly believe, like, because like I said, Trump did a lot of good, and I think DeSantis could do a lot of good. I'm trying to like you got to put like the, the average American, like the average person. Okay, they want to be, have these people held accountable. And Trump, as much as I think he did a really good job, and I could, I think he would do another good job in another four years. What I'm saying though is he does. The American people, the, the lockdowns, no matter how you look at it, if it's you know went to those states or whatever. It happened under Trump. It just happened under fucking Trump. Like, and then it, it just passed on to Biden, and, and he sealed the deal with that. I'm just saying, would Trump lock us back down if he got president? Would he lock us fucking back down? That's a that's good question. Like, that's a good question. He needs to be held. He needs to say again. What? Doesn't a lot of the responsibility land on the shoulders of small business owners, business owners, and just citizens themselves? I mean, not to it, ab- abide by. We didn't do it. No. We still went out. No, I was still going no, to the grocery store with a mask on. You still have police officers arresting yeah. other people. So I mean, it's but like, you have to have that civil. I don't care who it is. But I didn't agree with it when Trump was president. president. Voted for? I didn't agree with Trump when he started handing out well, trillions of dollars to American citizens because they shut the fucking country down. But what we did see was a right, V-shaped recovery right. when you know things started to open back up. I mean, it's, well, let me ask you this question then: Does the state or does the president have the authority to say if you shut your state down, you're not getting any federal funding? No, I don't think. No, they shouldn't. If you're getting federal, the federal government needs to stay out of state business. You know, it's up to the states. States can vote for their. Yeah, so I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I just don't agree that the president has this. So you're, so you're saying so you're saying it had nothing to do. with so are you saying then that the uh, the federal government and the Trump administration had nothing to do with, well, I'm not trying to put words here. I'm just saying, do you think then that they had no control had then over the lockdown? Yeah, I think he made a bad decision. I think he had bad people around him giving him bad advice. So, and that's ultimately his responsibility. Yeah. Those are his people he's taking advice from. Mm-hmm. So he should be accountable. Right, like, you know, wait, wait, what were you going to say? He should be accountable? Yeah. Where? He, Where's he going to be accountable? He should be uh, held accountable for where? his, for, for his he, actions. Where's he going to stand accountable? But again, I Who's go back to accountable. Are you going to let me answer? Or are you going <laughs> to no, keep talking? No, no? you're doing this. <laughs> I want you to admit he should debate. He no, should debate and be accountable. I, I think he will eventually debate, and he'll have to answer for it. But again, you, I think it goes think back to. I don't think he will. I don't think Trump's going to debate at all. When he gets the nomination, he will have to debate whoever the Democratic president. I'm, yo, I'm is talking about debate. GOP debates. I don't think he's going to appear I, in one. I think if it comes to it, like if somebody starts to come in closer to him in in the polls because i think they do eternal internal polls oh, of course because they want to know they where they are for everything yeah. where they stand with their constituents right so yeah. you want to have that correct information or as close to correct as possible I'm just, i have this foggiest feeling watch for a shift in the trump support the more that christy and the rest of them hammer trump on the fact he's not appearing on the debates 
I feel like this is something the GOP is starting to scream for. They're wanting this. They want to see Trump come back. Even his own followers, some of them which I'm watching on Twitter, are saying, I want him to debate because I want him to wipe the floor with DeSantis. Even they. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's coming from both sides. Yeah, of the I don't house want to see this. him wipe the floor. I like DeSantis. I think he's a great governor. That's, I think he would probably be a great irrelevant. president. I'm not talking about I'm, That's irrelevant. I'm just talking about what I think this is how the tides are going to change within the GOP from the upcoming debates in the future because we still have a long way to go. But I really feel like the more that right. they unite and hammering this on Trump saying, you should be here i think that if trump continues to refuse to appear it's going to cost him a lot of voters because even his own people are kind of like bro you know this is kind of cowardly you should be there yeah. fucking hand be well, trump that's what I was gonna say, John. Expecting, so right i think i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of trump supporters that are also flipping the side of it like yeah you know the longer this goes on they're like bro like this isn't this this is not a game like yeah. you know we're this is the future of, of our children. Yeah. Like that's, that's the whole point of why I think that he needs to debate because this is not a game. And, and I think anybody who thinks that like, well, you know, he it's pointless for him to debate blah, 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 because of this and that, or because he's up 40% or it would just be a shit show anyways. And there's no point like, dude, this is like literally our, I have two yeah. kids and I, I know a lot of people have kids. Like, do you not realize the severity of this shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Like he should be, the, the questions they were fucking answer, asking on on the debate stage yeah. to the you know voting off the island it's like this is one big shit show game yeah and I our agree. kids are suffering for it I agree thank you for your call brother really good points made there appreciate your feedback and I agree yeah the questions the line of questions some of them were good you know like the the one gentleman I talked to he said they're moving the Overton window but again this also highlights where they stand politically and where their allegiances are to matter of fact there's another group I want to talk about Daily Wire. Daily Wire has been taking some really weird takes lately. Ben Shapiro? Uh, not just the, the entire crew. Michael Knowles I've been watching. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Right. Uh, bro, If I, I just his tweets. Just his tweets. Like He talked about how the voting them off the island in the uh, last night's debate was actually a good thing. Is it because the people are like, bro, this is, this is childish-like behavior. I'm sorry. There is no way I would ever condone the fact that moderators are saying, who are you voting off the island? When this is time for them to vocalize their positions. I don't care about some stupid survival style game show. This is not a show or a game to me. This is serious. But Knowles yeah. and the rest of them, you know, Shapiro's already been talking about, you know, Trump's got the nomination. Like Trump's going to win. Here's the deal. And this is what people don't realize. You Many forget where Shapiro was in 2015 compared to, comparatively to where he's at now. What I mean by that, Shapiro dunked on Trump constantly. Mm -hmm. He hated Trump. He oh, was yeah. a never Trumper. I know. He's talking about how, uh, what was it? Uh, sanctions don't work. Yeah, talking about uh, morality issues, stuff like that. He wants a moral president, which again, I'm not knocking that. That's your prerogative. Whatever your voting um, guidelines are, so be it. That's your right. But Shapiro was on the rise. He was really gaining a lot of momentum. One of the more yeah. prolific uh, voices in the conservative community. So what does Shapiro do? He attacks Trump. He loses a lot of support, a lot of support. Now, I say that to say this. Since then, Trump and, Sh and Shapiro have been kind of getting along. Shapiro hasn't really, he does good Trump, bad Trump, but he doesn't hammer him like he did in 2015 because he knows that he has a lot of listeners and now customers because what has Daily Wire done? Jeremy Boring goes out. Not Jeremy Boring. Uh, who's the other one? The guy with glasses, the beard. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, is that, yeah, Jeremy yeah, Boring. He owns Daily Wire, I believe. But either way, you go, you've gone out there and you try and subvert consumer, consumerism from the left by establishing these conservative companies. And I'm not knocking that. I agree with competitive free markets. I like the idea. Harry's Razor, the chocolate thing they did. Knock yourselves out, bro. It's capitalism. I believe in that 100%. But the thing you have to be careful of and watch for is when your consumer base primarily consists of a certain political movement, uh, you know, e.g., 
um, MAGA. And then you come out and you start walking a very fine line, not criticizing Trump too much, and also going ahead and conceding the idea of, you know, Trump's going to win the nomination when you know for a fact we don't know. Shapiro is experienced in the political realm. He knows how the game works. He knows we are still way too far early. Folks, look, the fact that some of these polling data show Trump ahead by so much, it's kind of concerning. But again, a lot can change in the course of a, a political run. Shapiro knows this. He's not a, the guy's a genius. He's a Jewish genius. I mean, come on. It's always the Jews, guys. Ben Shapiro here for the largest growing podcast in Asia. Buy a product. But when you establish so many companies and those companies' consumers are of one political group, now you're loyal to your shareholders to a degree, if that makes any sense. So I don't think, I don't think Shapiro is going to be too counter Trump. Another point, another example, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck was so anti-Trump. So my question to the Glenn Becks and the Ben Shapiro's the rest of them out there is, what changed? Who changed, rather? Did Trump change or did you change? That's the question. Because before, you two were hardcore anti-Trump. Glenn Beck called Trump supporters brown shirts to a degree. Yeah. Some of them. But then what changed? Did Trump change or did you change? And nine times out of ten, you changed. Come on, be honest, folks. Be honest. And that's why here at Shell Shock, we're fucking broke. So we'll yeah. always speak the truth. <laughs> we'll yeah. always speak the truth. Yeah, I remember Shapiro saying that uh, when Trump was going at it with China and raising tariffs on China and you know making that import tax, where he's saying, well, that doesn't work. Well, it did work. It did work, yeah. Uh, Trump was great at that business, 100%. Yeah. yeah, he was. So, I mean, a lot of the things that he was trying to criticize, and maybe yeah. over time he saw... You know, a lot of the stuff he mm -hmm. did, his foreign policies yeah. were actually not too bad. Well, you have to remember, Ben Shapiro, the Jewish boy genius, is also not a businessman to the degree yeah. that Donald Trump was. So when you're talking about foreign stuff like that, Shapiro, he's educated. He's a smart, just clearly smarter than me. Yeah. But I got to go with the guy that's got the experience. Shapiro doesn't. So when Trump goes out there and says, I'm going to sell rice to China, I'm like, no, the fuck you're not. And he sure shit did it. It's like, damn, yeah. good for you. But I do agree with the idea that... um Tariffs only hurts us in the long run, but Trump used them as a bargaining tool and it right. worked. Yeah. It worked. Because ultimately the goal should be I don't want any tariffs. Right. No tariffs. Should be equal yeah. fair trade. So I saw where Shapiro was coming from on that one, but in order to get what you want, sometimes you have to leverage into doing something you hate to achieve that. To where it might so, make sense on paper, but in the actual world world yeah. experience, it's I agree. You know. So Shapiro did get that one wrong. Uh, I don't consume his content anymore. I hope I don't know if he's ever like basically said I was wrong. Hey guys, I was wrong on this one. Um, I doubt it. I don't know, but I've I been think watching, people just like, yeah, eventually evolve their yeah. well, talking points. And there's nothing like wrong with that. Know. I mean, I went back and addressed yeah. when I was like, Hey, uh, me saying that bump stock bands is okay. I was wrong on that. And you, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey guys, I've changed my position. That was clearly wrong. It was not constitutionally based. So I'm, I'm not, I would never deprive someone from changing their mind. Right. Except, except when it matters most, when it is most crucial if you do not align with the Constitution, I'm sorry, there's no forgiving that. There's just no forgiving that, especially when it comes to serious issues concerning free people of the United States of America. That's where I draw the line. I can think you can be forgiven, but that's going to be one of those things that should always be held against you. Because, like, look, when it mattered the most, when it came time to actually pull the trigger, throw the touchdown pass, whatever the case, you fumbled it. And I'm sorry, but when I vote in a leader, I don't want a leader that's going to fumble. I want a leader that's going to score touchdowns. I want a leader that's going to hit the target. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. So, uh, so there we're at. Um, what was some other topics? Uh, we're going to take some more calls from people. Keep calling in, folks. You'll get in eventually. The number is 214-817-1689. Doug, this guy, uh, outside of his Ukraine stance, I was impressed with him. 
Now he's not charismatic. He's kind of boring. He lacks any real he's discernible got those personality. Angry bird eyebrows, <laughs> right? <laughs> His policies are solid. I like what the dude has to say. Yeah. It's just the delivery is like I thought the same thing on the first debate. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. This guy, he's, well, that other dude from uh, Arkansas, he's no longer there. He's gone. Um, Asa Hutchinson. Yeah, and I think Doug's probably gonna be gone, gone in the next one because they got to meet the criteria, which is just kind of stupid to me. But anyway. We got another caller. Yellow. Holy shit. I say the same uh, thing. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, man. Um, I just wanted to say you guys had a have a really good show. I watched your debate, the debates last night through your show. I was watching it through the fucking, uh, Steven Crowder, but mm-hmm. that shit was lagging. Yeah, yeah. Rumble was dealing with that, dude. I'm, I'm kind of the point now where it's like, look, Rumble, get your shit straight. You've been in business for like almost two years now. You're hosting the debates. This should be a non. Your servers are clearly backing up. You should have been prepared for this at one point. Like I felt the same with Donald Trump's launch of Truth Social. It's like you knew you were gonna draw a massive crowd and you fumbled the ball. Like what the hell? And I kind of feel the same with Rumble. It's like, dude, I'm getting a little fed up with your bullshit as I sit here with my streams lagging on Rumble and Kick. I know. <laughs> the only free speech <laughs> platforms making millions, right so there's no excuse. You know. Anyway, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to call and say what's up, my niggas. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you're stoned right now, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Atta boy. What's Atta boy. So you're stoned right now, aren't you? Nah, I wish, man. Oh, okay. I, I just got my CDL, so I can't smoke anymore. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I appreciate but your yeah. call, dude. You'd be safe out there with that CDL license and stuff like that yeah. out there on the road all the time. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Appreciate Later. it, bro. Uh, I am excited to watch the Newsom DeSantis debate. I think this is going to be. Are you? I am. I actually am. I want to see how DeSantis handles himself against the leftists. I Did really you ever do. see the uh, what's the guy's name? Adam Carolla video where he uh he has Gavin Newsom on his podcast. No. Oh, dude, you got to watch it. It's it, like, how was it? Adam Carolla destroys Gavin Newsom when he starts to talk about uh. You just have to watch it. Yeah, that's the one that you know. That's the one thing that I feel like um, Trump should be worried about this debate. And here's here's the reason why. I feel like if DeSantis goes in there and just absolutely shreds Newsom, he's going to start winning a lot of support. Now, for Trump's strategy, that's something that you just don't want to see. You don't want to see your opponent gaining momentum in any way, shape, or form. I think DeSantis could. But if Adam Carolla can freaking, you know, pretzel this guy up. Adam Carolla, he's a smart guy. He is. He is. But, you know, I think a lot of these Trump supporters think that... um, you know, they don't. I don't think they necessarily dislike Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. but I think they feel like Trump is owed it in another. It depends on because where you look. What, what other politician or public figure has undergone the immense scrutiny that Trump has endured since he threw his hat into the ring for running for president? You I'm, know what I mean? I'm sorry, but the scrutiny. Like, he's nobody, got like four indictments on him. To they're, say that somebody trying to say like Mar-a-Lago is worth 18 million dollars and like all this other shit. Like, well, what's going on? Now. There is no owing anything. It's up to the um, voters to decide. I'm sorry. Well, I, I think don't. that no, that's the voters, in my opinion, what mm. they're thinking. It depends on where you look. There is a certain MAGA group. I mean, because in your mind, you, you're saying you're not owed anything, but mm. I'm saying there are a mm. you know group of people who are saying, yeah, yeah the, this guy does. He and is that owed. Same group of people are retarded. They're, they're fucking retarded. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. Like, imagine owing a presidency to somebody because they got scrutiny from the left. Good job. You stood up for something. Yeah, let's do it. The call will start at the beep. Yellow. Well, hello. I didn't think I would get through. How you guys doing? What's going on, brother? 
I'm just curious. Okay, because I know everybody's talking about DeSantis, but where did what's his name? The fucking the guy with the funny last name that paraphrase Obama in 2009. Vivek Ramaswamy? Where did he come from? Like, he came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, he came out of nowhere. I don't even know who he was. I mean, granted, I've done some research. I don't support the guy, even on a, as a gut level. But this guy, like, he just, he's very, he says the right things. I've heard that repeatedly. You guys have discussed this already. But, like, he came out of nowhere. I don't know anything about him beyond what I can find online. Yeah. It's just, I personally wouldn't vote for him. I may vote for DeSantis. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's a toss-up between DeSantis and Trump. But with the one fucker, he's already said that he's pining for the VP slide of Trump. So yeah. I don't understand why he's even out there debating because he doesn't hold any original ideas that, I, that I've seen. He and says I, he's... I like you guys' product. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, dude. I think Vivek, um, this is the thing that just kind of mind mind blows me to the GOP. We sit here and we talk about after these last years of lockdowns, uh, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, everything's brought to you by Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson. Get your 23rd booster shot, blah, blah, blah. You know, who cares if you grow a third tail? You're going to be safe from the COVID. Ooh, the COVID. Don't catch the COVID. Ooh. And then you've got someone who's big pharma, billionaire, Vivek Ramaswamy. That's how he makes his money. He does dealings with China. He does all this stuff. He does everything the conservatives claim to hate, but and libertarians for that matter. But yeah. then he turns around. He meets the criteria. He gets out of the debate stage. He says all the right things and all at exactly the right times, and he means nothing to you, and you don't know why. That's a song. Anyway, you know, you're right. He, he does go up there. He does say a lot of the things I do like and I do agree with. But again, he's saying to the things that people want to hear. And this is what I tried making a point with in DeSantis space this morning on Twitter. It's like, I think people buy too much into the politicians and what they promise versus the method in which they're going to achieve them. What I mean by that is Ron DeSantis can go up there and he can make every promise under the sun about what he's going to do as president. And every single time, nine times out of 10, Chris Christie did it. What do they do? They say, I'm going to sign an executive order. An executive order does not change anything. It changes it for your span, your period period of time. Okay. Four years that executive order is in effect. Great. What happens when you're gone? It gets reversed instantaneously. So there is no permanent fix to the problem that Americans are dealing with. So what I want to see is a presidential candidate get up there and say, look, I'm going to get the votes. I'm going to get this through Congress. And here's the method in which I'm going to achieve that by until I see actual politicians say this, then I take everything they say with a grain of salt. Cause I can go up there and promise the moon. Hey guys, I'm going to, I'm going to cure cancer. I'm going to legalize marijuana. Two things that Trump and Biden both promised on and neither of them delivered. What I mean is, you know, Trump, uh, marijuana, Biden, cancer, that didn't happen. So again, when people saw talk about them, they, yeah. they made these promises, you know, who's really at fault? Ignorant voters that don't know how the system works. That's the problem. That's the problem with the GOP base. That's the problem with the Democrat base. A politician gets up there, he promises you the sky. And then when it comes time to deliver, it's like, oh man, Congress isn't letting me. Oh, those bunch of idiots. Oh, we should all leave Congress. And what does that fuel people to do? Vote in your congressional runoffs. And then what does that mean? Now we got presidents backing these people saying, we need more of our guys in here because if we get more of a majority, then we can make these things happen that I promised. So it's like, you're, you're telling one lie to empower your side, which if anybody can tra- track my logic on that one, yeah. it makes sense in a weird twisted way, but at root, it's a lie. It's it still a lie. Work. So, yeah. yeah, no, like me personally, like I'm the uh, what was it? The FBI was started on an executive order. I don't remember the president that did it. It was when um, Dr. King was still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was issued by executive order. They keep talking about doing it. They keep like me personally, like, OK, let's gut it in the way of uh, let's get rid of the law enforcement side of it. Yeah. And just because. 
the statistical data that the FBI produces, it's invaluable. It gives us an idea of what's going on across the country and maybe locally. I would support that. I would support gutting them as a law enforcement agency and just reduce them to just do the statistical data. And then that's the problem um, though, man, you you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and say, we want to kind of like cut off their nuts yet still let them have their teeth. It just doesn't work that way. Cause the problem is again, pathway to hell, good intentions, all that stuff. It should be abolished. I'm sorry. The federal government should not have any oversight over States whatsoever, because you know, the way in a perfect world it would work is States work together with the feds as far as crimes, but they don't, you can talk to any beat cop, anybody in the FBI, anybody that works around or with each other, there is a a, a sincere lack of passing of information. Hence nine 11. Look at that one. But I think where the breakdown is that it's once you give them power, they will not relinquish it. They never do. Show me a time in history where the government has seized power and then let go of it back to the people. It's just one infringement after another. So unfortunately, if we're going to come to the conversation of, you know, like you just suggested, which I understand where you're coming from, but it's like, it's got to be all or nothing at this point. We can't have it in the middle because every time it goes in the middle, it goes right back to the way it was every single time. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Um, I think, I, I think the FBI's like done a lot of good. Like, I'm not knocking that. I think the FBI, yes, they've probably done a lot of good. Maybe. But can you, maybe. But can you show me the metric for how much <laughs> bad they've done? No, because we don't have those figures. I'm very curious to see all the bad. And let's not even get into the CIA. Ukraine, is that's on them. Yeah. Nobody's going to say that. That's on them. Yeah. So, again, until I have some metrics Definitely. and data that shows me this is what the CIA and FBI fucked up, then I'm going to have to lean in the favor of it should be abolished altogether, just on the premise of freedom and liberty in and of itself. The federal government should have no teeth to bite in that capacity because look at what's happening. They send federal agents down to the border to open up those gates, cut those freaking boys. So clearly they're working against the better rights of the citizens of Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, places like that. So if the federal government didn't have any teeth, mm. they couldn't achieve that. Then it's basically like, well, then you better convince the states. Yeah. But as long as the government has troops' ability to deploy and go out and do you know, through a military t- style tactic, uh, do and carry out their decision making, mm-hmm. bro, the federal government is just another arm uh, that is controlling us. And I can't agree with the idea of like kind of you know slightly yeah. on you know clipping their wings. No, clip their wings. They should they shouldn't even be in existence. They should, never should have been founded. Never. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate. And the other thing is like why. Go ahead. Just really quick, why is it so hard to enforce the laws that are already on the books, regardless of a left or right or center type of situation in regards to the border? We see what's going on with the border. We, we've seen it happen numerous times. Um, going back to Obama, at least, he had the um, chain migration where somebody can bring their aunt and uncle with them as well. I was like, just cut it all off, shut down the border. I would support putting uh, troops on the border to shoot somebody that may be trying to come over to country illegally because we don't know what their intentions are it's that's a slippery and slope we on wouldn't that one, have the, uh, it's a very slippery slope slip, number one the the reasoning behind anything it's always money it's always money the reason we have open borders it's always money it's just a matter of tracing it to who is actually making the money so politicians have a lot to gain by keeping those borders open to include republicans well, again don't forget republicans get reelected yeah. democrats yeah. get reelected by again running on the platform of i'm going to fix the problem that the other party supposedly created yet through backdoor channels there's a lot of people there is a uniparty there is a uniparty people are working together to achieve certain things to solidify yeah. their seats in power and to continue to make money so until congress is defunded at a very massive level shit ain't going to change to a degree so again that's why i say like the motivations it's always money every single time money and power there is there's nothing else there's it ain't sex you can buy sex Sex comes with power, like any Trump yeah. said that. So 
you know, I'm just saying it's always money or power, bro. So the reason those borders are open is for a reason. It's not because they actually give a fuck about the Mexicans. Not they give a fuck about Americans. They give a fuck about their own pocketbooks and basically seeking re-election to maintain yeah. positions of power to display subtle forms of nepotism to their friends and family. Again, look at the BLM. They did it left and right. Pelosi, uh, what's his face is getting, uh, he's talking about resigning now. Uh, basically bribery charges. Some of them are just better at doing it than others. Like I think Pelosi keeps it very well hidden. Look at her stock portfolio. My God, this woman makes bank. Yeah. She makes bank. Yeah, I know. All of them so, do. Yeah, they all do. So it's like, I'm as long as the money's flowing. I'm going to ask her for financial advice. Bro. I'm going to ask her for financial that, advice. Go look at her stocks. Go look at her stock trading. Just mirror it. Just like, I'm going to invest in what Pelosi invests in because she knows what's going on. I'm just saying, Crenshaw too. Fuck. Yeah. They're all doing it. I actually, I started trading for the first time. Uh, well, I actually did it two years ago. And thank you for your call, by the way. I appreciate it, man. Um, I actually started a SEP IRA. I'm trying to invest more in uh, so solid stocks over the long run. Um, and it's been very interesting and eye-opening when you see how this process works and then you see the, the secondary and tertiary effects of things that are happening in the world and how they affect the stock market. It is very interesting to see this, but it kind of opens up a whole new line of questioning of, okay, how is this connected politically? How do politics influence this? And when you can start tracing these spider webs as far as the connections of politicians and, and policies, it's like, wow. There was a lot of corruption. There's a lot of market manipulation, a lot of insider trading information. Like, bro, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. So, yeah, it's crazy to me, man. It's really, really, really crazy to me. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I wanted to go back to uh, Doug did pretty good. But Tim, Tim gets up there and he went, he went round for round with Nikki Haley. I've got a clip on this one. And. You know, this is where Nikki Haley kind of comes off as a little shrewish, but let's just listen because they 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 went at it. Like she even looked at him dead in the eyes, like, bring it, Tim. Bring it. Oh, hold on. Now I gotta fix the audio. The audio is not working for some reason. Uh, I need to put it into Boom, let's try and ask for a gas tax increase in South Carolina. 12 years, where have you been? Where I have voted you been, no Tim? I voted on most of those things. We've waited I have voted and nothing most. has Here, happened. Here's what you've done. Years. Here's the thing that I Twelve, just find interesting. Ron, Ron, let me finish All the first. these guys have said Here's the things, fact. And I appreciate a lot of the things they're saying. Nikki I'm Haley. the only one up here who's gotten in the big fights and has delivered big victories for the people of Florida. And that's what it's all about. You can always talk, but when, when it gets hot in there, when they're shooting arrows at you, are you gonna be stand up for parents' rights, to keep the state free? Are you gonna be able to do all those things? And in the state of Florida, because of our success, the Democratic Party lies in ruins. We have won the big fights. We have turned our state into a Republican state. People respond to leadership. I've done it while others have talked about, about it. I mean, DeSantis comes out swinging hard on that one, which I had a lot of respect from poor on that one. But poor old Timmy boy, man, he is trying. Like, again, he's kind of, he mirrors Doug. I agree with about 80 to 85% of what they have to say. But I feel like when it comes to Ukraine, bro, the neocon just comes screaming out like, war, war, because if Putin gets Ukraine, he's going for Poland. No, he's not. No, he's not. That means if Poland strikes, if, if Putin strikes against Poland, that's a NATO, that's a NATO initiation. It's World War Three. Putin knows that. He knows this. It's strategic. strategic. You got to strategicate, folks. You got to strategicate to freedom. But again, every single time it came to Ukraine, and this is what kind of like airs me on DeSantis, I get a half-assed fence-riding uh, response. I want to give me an answer. Trump's right. I'll end the war in 24 hours. No, you won't. You're not going to end the war in 24 hours. Bro, 
I'm sorry. I disagree with Trump on this one. If you really believe Trump could end the Ukrainian war in 24 hours, you are sadly mistaken. Putin has invested billions into this. China is backing him. They are not going to withdraw. They are not going to pull out without something. You're going to have to give them something. And Trump has nothing to give. Why do you think he would be so confident that he could end the war that quickly? Because he's going to say anything he can say to get reelected. That's I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. Trump has done that, and it's worked out for his favor in some ways. In other ways, it's blown up in his face. But, I mean, what else would you say? It's I don't like, know. Does I, think I'm going to end the so Ukraine much, war in about a year. Do you like, think nah. there's so much corruption in Ukraine that you could be like, hey, listen, Zelensky, I have all this information on you and all your schemes and what you've been doing, money laundering. Mm -hmm. Trump called it out when he was yeah. running originally against yeah. Biden. He did call it out. But, I mean... Like he Bro, knows that's, something that's that somebody really else really deep into the weeds on you corruption. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but do I think he can do it in twenty four hours? Absolutely not. No way. There's no unless Trump's got PB tapes of Putin getting peed on or something in a hotel room. And it ain't gonna happen. We just call for like a twenty four hour. Uh, what do you call it? Well, they've already ceasefire. They've yeah, already had ceasefire. that. Uh, Putin actually had a ceasefire with Zelensky, and he talked about terms and conditions. Zelensky said no. So Putin did stick out the olive branch. Maybe the conditions weren't Zelensky's favor. But when you're on the losing end of a war, you kind of take what you're given. Right. And the press has continued to feed this idea that Ukraine is winning this war. They're not. They are not. Again, I'm in these chats and Telegram, and we're seeing the footage. We're seeing the ground being lost. Ukraine is not winning. And they are racking up casualties. When was the last time you saw some footage of Ukraine? Just like Iraq and Afghanistan, the press got bored with it. it you know, they had the... Uh, it's interesting to see how quickly we become tired of the causes that hit our timelines. Because before in the Iraq war, it was support the troops. Yellow yellow bumper stickers were everywhere. Pins were, flags were flying. Pins were on lapels. Ah, support the over there, over there. And then what happened? They just kind of died away. It was like, fart in the wind. Why? Because these things are trendy. It's always trendy propaganda. And then after 20 years of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, people just didn't give a fuck anymore because they're like, I'm tired of this. I don't yeah. care. And Ukraine has kind of gone that way to a degree. It was the hot that Ukraine is so hot right now. And then what happens? Well, then other stuff starts happening. People are like, I'm so sick. The only reason we're talking about Ukraine is America's giving money to it. That's it. Nobody cares about Ukraine. Yeah. The liberals out there that have Ukraine flags on their bumper stickers that also have Beto because they're fucking retards, so they don't give a shit about it. Because here's the deal. If you really gave a shit, Okay, and I'm going to say it. If you really gave a shit about Ukraine, you'd be fighting in Ukraine. Ukraine is a Rochambeau with the Russians. Folks, every single politician, every single person on Twitter, it doesn't matter. The way that you instantly counter them, if they say they want us to go to war with Russia or support Ukraine to have a proxy war with Russia, then my question is, why are you fighting? Why are you not there fighting yourself? Or did you want somebody else to do your fighting for you? So realistically, it's not that you actually give a shit about Ukraine. You do to make yourself come off as altruistic and just a good person in general. But you'd rather let somebody else do your fight and die in for you because you're too much of a coward. So in real reality, your support means jack shit. That's what it means. That's what it comes down to. So feel good about yourself. Post your bumper stickers. Do your hashtags. Do your little profile picture. Say, I support the war in Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. In reality, you don't give a flying fuck. You just want to feel good about yourself, like you actually accomplished something and you didn't. Yay, me. <laughs> Yay, me. <laughs> this back isn't going to pat itself, you know. <laughs> oh, I got to figure out a position to where I can suck my own dick. Oh, my gosh. All right, man. That does for today's episode of the American Savage Show podcast. I'm going to go blow this computer up and figure out what the hell's going on with our settings 
Uh, I'm going to do a little stream after on Kick to try and figure out these settings. So if you want to come over on the Kick app and hang out, it's kick.com slash John Burke. We're growing over there. I appreciate all of our viewers hopping over to YouTube. I know Rumble and Kick. I don't know what's going on with them. I'm going to try and fix it. I'm going to try and figure this out. But go ahead over to the Kick app. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You can follow me over there just at John Burke. Appreciate your love and support. Uh, and then do we have anything going on tomorrow? Tomorrow's Friday. Um, not that I can think of. So we're, we're going to have the show as normal. Um, yeah, it should be a good time. So again, make sure you go check out shellshockcd.com. Code debates going to save you 20% for the remainder of the day. And then after this, it's done with finito. Again, shellshockcd.com. Code debate. Save yourself some money. Go get yourself some of our great products. We love you. We appreciate you. I think that I'm a man. You guys have a great day. And as always, you stay savage, America.